Hi, and welcome to Shh, I'm watching a movie. I'm Alessandra Vite. And uh, you're listening to the podcast where Alex and I talk through an entire movie. Yeah. Now, this is the edited version, uh, which means that we edit out all the stuff that you don't want to hear, which is us basically silently watching a movie and or me telling Alex about my plans that day. So it's for your pleasure. And so if anything doesn't make sense to you or you're like, oh, that's a weird edit, it's because we edited it for you. Anyways, enjoy watching a movie with us. Yeah. Uh, hello. Hello. Hi. Welcome to Shh, watching a movie. Yeah. My allergies are coming in right now. Great. So sorry that I sniffed hard off the top. We have a special guest star today. Yeah. Well, is Anthony Hall? Yeah, Anthony hey. Hall. Hey, how's it going, He's everyone? Alex's friend, and I met him once before. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I do improv with him on DVG. The uh, newest house team the at the Assembly, assembly. <laughs> Comedy ah, yes. Theater. The assembly Comedy Theater. I, they, I don't know anything about it. <laughs> uh, a lot we, of people don't. A lot of people don't, and we, we are the shitheads of it. Like, That's true, yeah. We are pointlessly rebelling against nothing. <laughs> yeah. you also you, uh, not against nothing. Is Rob Norman not... Uh, uh, he's kind of more of a, a powerless figurehead. I'd like to rebel against him. <laughs> say uh, you can keep this on the oh, podcast. No, I, I've, 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 I've said the do same. not I've, I've said it. I've uh, said it. He has a very successful podcast, and I think CBC maybe should know some things about him. But yeah, yeah, I've, I've said that too. Into that. I've, I've that's said. That's not what we're here for. I've, I said, and I'll keep this on the record too. I said in a meeting before he showed up that we should talk about outsing him because the other shoe's going to drop and then this whole thing's going to crumble. No, he's very, very skilled at making sure that doesn't happen because all of a sudden he gets in a nice little relationship. You know what I'm saying? We'll get into it. Anyways, Anthony, we're so happy that you're here. Yipey, dipey. Yeah. <laughs> what an opening. What a, you know what? I'm in a mood this week because I'm I think. I'm also in a mood. You I walked into the dead end. Yeah. I, oh I listened God. to like Eve Ensler on Mark Marin, and she's just talking about like men needing to apologize and how it's very important. And I'm realizing that like all these predators that want back in, in like the industry and stuff haven't apologized. Totally. They haven't apologized. They haven't even identified like, I see that fucker Steve Hobbs walking the fringe tent. That fuck hasn't apologized. He hasn't even ma- tried to make amends. So go away. Anyways, let's clear the air. <laughs> <laughs> You're in a mood. This is, this is like, so a little bit of history of our podcast. I'm sorry, Anthony. Yeah. A little bit of history of our <laughs> podcast. Like, it, around this time is when we recorded our first episode. Is it? Yeah, because Fringe was when yes, we recorded. Yes, 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 yes. So yes. Fringe is the marker of when we recorded oh my Titanic. Goodness. And the beginning of this podcast, you were in a mood. Oh and then this led into your... Uh, the saga of your mental breakdown, I did, which I did led into now your sober year. year. I had a panic. I had a panic attack. This is the anniversary. I bet you this Tuesday, like the one coming up, will be the anniversary of my panic. Yeah, attack. which is which what is a, we're, we're leading into the anniversary of your sober year. Well, you know what's interesting is um, it's like the Tennessee Williams play. When it's hot, things get intense. <laughs> <laughs> well, congr- congratulations on a sober year. Thank I mean, you. Like, I haven't made really it. Hard you're close. You're close. Yeah, I haven't made close. it sober yet because uh, I won't call myself sober because I don't have a problem with alcohol. I'm doing, I'm using it to, to diffuse my anxiety. Um, but, uh, I didn't drink from like July until September, end of September. And then I did drink for like most of October. So I kind of fucked it. So it's (laughs) not, it's not until November is my true anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. But But anyways, yeah, it's because I went to Paris and I had a bunch of wine. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I know one wine. in Paris. Um, That's a phrase. But you, you all, you, uh, 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 <laughs> you also just put up a CBC gem. 
Yeah. Oh, nice segue. Oh, I'm serious. Oh, yeah. thank yeah. you. I, I was I was in the middle of saying that before we got sidetracked by the probably most popular topic on our podcast, Sex Offenders. Nice. Oh my god. Um, yes, Amity, you have a show. Yeah. Um, I just released a web series uh, that I co-created called Ming's Dynasty. And I gonna, like that name. It's on uh, CBC Gem. Um, it's very funny. Yeah, thank you. I went yeah. to the I went to the, the the screening. Yeah, we had a really great time. And download that Gem app, eh? Because the CBC needs you to. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I yeah. want them to, so then they'll greenlight my dumb bullshit. Because so far they're always just like, there's like too weird, Alex, too weird. Oh, so. that's okay though. Mm. I I feel like I feel like if I show up with a producer, I'll have more better chance that's a different this, totally. is, this, is, this is some real inside bullshit yeah let's uh, <laughs> let's get to the thing so we're doing a movie today yes yes uh what's the movie anthony the movie is warrior and hey. it's like a mma i'd say like family drama slash sports movie starring tom hardy and joel edgerton Mm. Oh, Joel Egerton? Yeah, Egerton. Yeah. Egerton. Yeah. Yes, yes. So I remember when this movie came out, everyone loves it. I missed it because I'm not a sportsman. Mm. I don't enjoy a sports movie, but I probably will like this one. I've cause... heard it was good. I think the main difference between this movie and a lot of the other sportsman movies out there yeah. uh, <laughs> is that the sports is kind of just a plot device to carry forward the relationship. And I guess that, that's all see. I need. Yeah, I've been, I Girl, really, yeah. all I, need. I haven't seen it, but from what I heard, this is going to be a very, like, I don't, I don't know how I'm going to feel about it, but I feel like it feels like it's going to be more of a Vitae movie than, yes, good. I like it. Than, than an Alex movie. Um, I uh, prefer that. Y'all ready for this? Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, Alex, you have a cookbook here that says make it paleo. Look, I just moved in. I have no idea. <laughs> I find that very funny. What's in here. Except for, I, except for the records. Me and the roommate went through the records and oh, that's saw cool. where we Do you like your roommate? Uh, yeah. One of them I've only met twice and then he went on vacation for a month and the other one's a nice guy. Nice. I, we enjoy Alex's new apartment, but he's only subletting it, I've been told. Yeah. It's very nice. It's got tons of records. Cool ones. It's got, got a, a bar. sweet area too. Whoa, I like this part. This is a production speakers. logo. The production logo was a was a computer animated wave, but you got to see underneath the wave. That's all I ever want is to stare underneath the wave. Have you ever seen those videos yeah, of yeah, like yeah. people surfing? Oh yeah. There also was this movie with Jeff Bridges. It was like a penguin movie about a penguin surfer with Shia LaBeouf. It was a yes, cartoon. Uh, surfs up. Surfs up, and um. So much of that movie is cool animated underneath the waves. So and like, oh, I could watch it forever. Here's two things about that movie is one, that first one was like kind of bomb because like it was weird, but it was done by this like uh, production company that was always like outsourced out for like big things and their big thing was water animation. Oh. So that's why the water looks great because it's them being like, we're going to make a movie and we're going to be do our own like, in-house movie and like try and become a player. And then the second, they made a sequel to it and the sequel to it was done uh, in conjunction with the WWE's production company. And Yikes. So there's a bunch of wrestlers in it, but ha. it was written by the comedic WWE writers and it is ridiculously funny really? and I don't it's like, like a, I don't like just... wrestling and it is insane it's a mockumentary but also CG yeah because nice. Surf's Up was a, was a documentary as well yeah yeah I mean, it was a cartoon, but yeah. it was. Dark. You know, the WWE actually hires like really amazing writers, but oh, usually they pay they're just you, yeah. Uh, they they pay the writers really well because they yeah. don't want to lose them, but they they're pay just the like censored horribly yeah. by uh, Vince McMahon. I'm a big wrestling guy, as, so oh, it's the, like, the wrestlers are terrible actors. And they probably butcher what they write. <laughs> but I also, mean, I I, I kind of dis. There's some wrestlers that show up, oh, like no, The no, Rock's, listen, obviously, living, and The then, Rock is the best. And then uh, what's his name? Uh, Batista. Oh yeah, Batista's Batista's showing up. Batista, man, what a what a 
concrete box of a man. Like he is. <laughs> Nina said he looks like those bobs. You know those things that you punch at the. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. He looks exactly yeah. like those. <laughs> That's so funny. That's a perfect description. Fucking of it. weird, man. And then you paint that thing green, and you have Drax <laughs> from <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. Do you want some well, Kleenex? I'm happy. No, it's just itchy. Like I wish I could scratch the inside of my face. I ran out of medicine this morning. I gotta get it. So Nick Nolte's in it. Yes. He, He's very good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he kind of plays like your very classic, like crotchety old man with a, a checkered past. Yeah, well, I mean, that is his real life. Yeah, anyway. that's that is Nick Nolte summed up. Do you know Nick Nolte in the mid '80s was a heartthrob? Yeah. Really? Yeah, he made Sexiest Man Alive on people, and it's, I believe that. I mean, I, I've seen him at his peak. I saw that movie with, um, oh, what's that famous one? With Barbara Streisand as his therapist. It's really good and really sad. Uh, it's a book. I know exactly what you're saying. <laughs> it sounds like Terms of Endearment, but it's, it's The not. Prince of Tides. Prince of Tides, yes. The pr- have you seen it? Yes, it's great. It's really good. It's really disturbing. And that was peak Nick Nolte hot. And let me tell you, did not do anything. <laughs> uh, Nick good actor, though. Uh, Nick Nolte was supposed to be... Um, What's his name from Star Wars? Harrison Ford? Yeah, Harrison Ford from Star Wars. Oh. And he read the script and went, no. Ah. But uh, I love, like, he was, like, going to be it. And then he's like, let me read the script before I sign on. And, like, kind of last minute cut it off. Which, to me, would be so funny because it'd be, like, Star Wars. But then there'd be Nick Nolte being, like, what the fuck is this? Like, like so drunk, just pushed in front of the camera, like, yeah, he got a talking fucking bear now? Like... He got a hard life. Yeah. Uh, so this is Tom Hardy? Hardy? Yeah, yeah, that's Tom Hardy. He doesn't look like Tom Hardy. I can't tell if it's, if, if it's just how the how the TVs do with my computer, but it looks like a beautiful film grain. Yeah, why is it so grainy? Is that the actual movie? I don't think It might be so. what I have downloaded, honestly. It's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm in, though. I it like makes it. it look very like lo-fi <laughs> and cool. I yeah. feel like this movie's going to feel very 70s, and now it's looking very <laughs> yeah. 70s. Yeah, it does look. So what's happening? Okay, so why do you love this movie so much, Anthony? So I really like this movie because, I guess like like I was saying earlier, like it's a sports movie, but it's really about the relationships and especially like fractured relationships between brothers and father and son. And it's just like so compelling to watch. And like each one of the characters has something that they're trying to win back and something that they need to atone for. And it's just like, it ends up being so beautiful. Yeah. How many times have you seen it? Um, maybe four or five. Oh. Yeah. That's yeah. a good number. So just so I understand, Nick Nolte is a recovering alcoholic and Tom Hardy is clearly an alcoholic right yeah so like uh i believe tom hardy is like ex-military um and he's like just come home and nick nolte is his dad who he abandoned because he was like an abusive alcoholic father right yeah and so he would probably have a lot of resentment towards him now that he's clean yeah such bullshit i know people we should be allow the people to change but it is annoying i feel for tom hardy um cool and Joel Egerton plays Tom Hardy's estranged brother. His brother, who's, like, more successful than him? Um, I wouldn't say more successful. I'd say maybe, like, just kind of has his shit more together. Like, he's got, like, a family. Right. Like, a, a real job. I think in this movie he's, like, a teacher. And then is this movie about them fighting each other? <laughs> um, Sort of. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's, like, there's this, like, big um, mixed martial arts tournament. 
uh, that there's like a, a large amount of money that you win at the end. I think it's like five million or something. Oh. Or that might be wrong. Um, but basically, they both have to enter the tournament. Oh, okay. Um, and we'll see a little bit later, like the reasons why each one needs to win. And there's there's kind of like no clear villain necessarily in this. Like I think the I think alcoholism is the yeah, villain in this. I think their personal demons are their villains. Okay. It's it's more it's like kind of like man versus self in in every sort of uh, factor. Yeah. What is it? Humanity versus man, or whatever. The, the I feel like there's a thesis. Yeah. yeah. Man's inhumanity to man. <laughs> That's what it is. Um. Like. Nick Nolte's a good actor. Mm-hmm. Like a very very good actor, but it's funny that he had so many opportunities because right now he just looks like a, a boot a little bit. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a. I feel like there was probably a period of time where when you were in L.A you would just see Nick Nolte like in like a bar, like in the midday staring at you, just so drunk. Yeah. I, like the casting who, of Nick Nolte as a recovered alcoholic is both accurate and extremely inaccurate because that man is never getting <laughs> sober. Oh yeah, is he still drinking? Oh yeah. You know who died? Rip, rip Torn. Torn. Yeah, yeah, Rip Torn died. Rip, rip. He also had a... Crazy drinking problem. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He pulled a knife on Peter Fonda. <laughs> I like that the article everyone's been sharing is when he was like seventy four. He got so drunk he couldn't find his house, so he broke into a bank because he thought it was his house. A bank? Yeah, that's that's when his character died on Thirty Rock. Yeah. Oh, that's fascinating. Yeah, he uh, he lived till eighty eight. So that man was made out of fucking steel. Yeah. <laughs> My most memorable rip torn performance, I think, is uh, he plays this like. Again, crotchety old man who is like the coach of the dodgeball team in the movie oh, yeah. Dodgeball. Oh yeah, he's like, if you can dodge a ball, yeah, you can dodge a wrench. Yeah, he's, yeah. The, he's incredible. His character on uh, fucking Larry Sanders is the best ever, and everyone should have a producer like that if you're in TV. Mm-hmm. And apparently, he's based on David Letterman's producer, so David Letterman does. Um. That's a lot of, there's a lot of like, uh, so like, I love a movie that's just conversations, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of like, long conversations in this movie. We've watched yeah. one long conversation. A yeah. Long one and not much, well, what, what was uh, achieved that he's moving back? He basically is like. So it felt like set up, but yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't hate that. It's the right at the beginning, you know, do what yeah, you it's, do. It's a lot of like, expository, like, this is. What you did wrong, Dad. Uh, now I'm back. Oh, uh, look how look how different I am. Right. Uh, but I'm also not different. This is what you did to me. This is why I'm sad. Bleh. Yeah. Um, Men not understanding how to express emotion. <laughs> yeah. This is kind of like the ultimate movie for that. Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> and then in the end, they fight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And like that's like the most like visceral way for them to express like their feelings toward each other. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Love it. This woman, she was on How I Met Your Mother. She was voted Ted's worst girlfriend. Oh, yeah. She's her. the one that leaves him at the altar. Zoe? Uh, no, or, no, no, no. No, no, no. That's uh, Sarah Chalk. That's Chalk, Victoria? Right? Or? Um, no, no, no. That's Sarah Chalk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. No, this woman came after that. She always wore a toque on the show. Oh, yeah, yeah. She was the one that was married, right? Yes, and yes, then, to Kyle MacLachlan. Like the captain is what they call the him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she is so L.A. actor. Totally. Like, she is generic. Like, she shouldn't really be blonde. 
but she is. Like, she should be brunette. But because she's in L.A., she blonde. Yeah, the roots are coming in. You can see. And she's not, <laughs> she's not a bad actor. This is, I'm, just, I'm just really spitting bile today. I'm not being so negative. She's just not memorable. She's also the lead in... Um, I guess we are remembering her. That show, I think it's called Once Upon a Time. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, It's shot yeah. in, in Vancouver, and it's yeah. like basically a fairy tale show for adults. Is I remember my, my dad used to watch that and laugh and laugh and laugh. Oh, yeah, because Jennifer Goodwin was on that, too. Mm-hmm, yeah. I had high hopes for Jennifer Goodwin. I really thought she was going to be like a good, like Academy Award-nominated actor. Mm-hmm. But I was wrong. Oh, you know what? She still got time. All right, so now they're, like, setting up the premise of this, like, yeah, $5 million MMA tournament called Sparta. Sparta. There's a race called the Spartan Race, and my sister did it, and it sounds like hell. Yeah. (laughs) But it's, like, a crazy obstacle course, and one of the obstacles is you run through, like, thigh-deep, muddy water, like, thick water, and there's these things hanging from above that electrically shock you as you do it. That's terrible. Why? I just think... What kind of you lose electric shock? Yeah, <laughs> that seems extra. The muddy water is enough. Yeah, what are you proving with athleticism with that? Right. How much can you train to be electrically shocked? No, you start by like holding on to like D batteries and then work your way up. Then you uh, put a fork in an outlet <laughs> yeah. and you a, see if you can survive. There's an actor. In Toronto right now, Jamie Kavanaugh, who's gotten really into not MMA. Oh, oh yeah. Muay, Muay Thai. Muay Thai. Yeah, I know, yeah. I know Jamie from Edmonton. And we he, keep, we keep, he's me posting and, uh, so many pictures. Me of and Andrew like Bushel every so often talk, or and me and Callum will talk about going to go Muay Thai training. So I'm very interested. My sister did it for three months before she went. She like traveled all South America, so she wanted to learn like self defense and mm-hmm. stuff. So she did it for three months. She says it's incredible, but she's like, it's very painful. Yeah, and she's like any because I cut my hand, so I have like a bit of a wound, and she's like, "You're it'll it'll rip right back open." Yeah, totally. Everything it's all, it's all like weird, like elbows. Yeah, and, like and you have to like skin. do hand wraps. Yeah, yeah. And she says it doesn't matter how hard you wrap things, <laughs> the, the skin gets ripped right open. Yeah, totally. But I I don't know. I kind of want to get tougher. I'm interested. Yeah, I think any like sort of like regimented exercise group is is sort of like good for um, the mind in a way. Or yeah, just because like... if you work really hard physically, your brain shuts off. Mm. So then you're like, uh, look but at these cheerleaders. I can't be yeah. depressed when my brain's off. It also it's like releases tr- all of the fun brain chemicals that people talk about that are related to happiness and antidepressant and all. Those yeah, things yeah. Are- uh, which is why I should do more exercise. Exercise but, is great. Yeah, I, should. I do it every day. You guys should do it. I feel yeah. like I'm probably happier than I'm riding my bike around on the summer, you know? You totally, yeah. Yeah, I wish biking was enough exercise for me. I need to do like high intensity workouts at least four times a week to not be like <laughs> uh, like a blob of a person. I like walking around in the summertime now. It's like, even in today, like I, I came here so early and I was just like, oh, I'm going to like walk around and then grab lunch. And it was just like nice to like get fresh air. You know what I do when I don't have time to work out, but I can't, like, let's say I have, like, only half an hour. I live by Christy Pitt, so I just run up the hill ten times. Oh, nice. Yeah. And you know what? It doesn't take long. It takes, like, 20 minutes, depending on how fast I want to do it. Mm. And it's exhausting. Yeah, you I bet. You get your arms into it. Ooh. <laughs> so, right now, I'm guessing this movie doesn't pass the Bechdel test. Oh, hell no. Okay. <laughs> it has, like, really, I think, like... 
really simply and the wife and, and yeah, and awfully written female characters that are usually that are just like meant to make the one of the male characters more sympathetic and like give them like a reason to fight. It's like th- like they really don't propel anything forward or interesting. It's it's all just like make somebody look better, and it, it's like that sucks. Yeah, I know. No, but I mean like. It's interesting. Well, we watch a lot of movies from the 90s, so yeah. they're all, like, the crew is... All men. All men, and the casts are all white. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you, there's just nothing in between. So the fact that we have some diversity now, a little bit, in TV and stuff, is actually, like, weirdly a huge step forward. Yeah, and this movie is surprisingly diverse as well, but I guess since it is in mixed martial arts, like, yeah, you kind of, like, need to yeah, yeah. be like, oh, there's Asian guys because their specialty is, like, Muay Thai and, like, kickboxing. Oh, okay, okay, okay. There's um, African-American guys because uh, they are also a part of the sport in a very prominent fashion. They'd be like uh, the I, South American guys. Maybe like, they kept joking about making a white basketball movie. Huh. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know I watched Billy Crystal's one man show Seven Hundred Sundays. Yeah, and he was uh, he's old. He was went to high school in a time bef- during segregation. Yeah. So when he was in grade uh, ten, he was the star of his basketball team, and then grade eleven segregation happened. Or what? Desegregation. Desegregation happened. And he's like, no one was on our basketball team anymore. Like, it's just so funny that Billy Crystal could be a basketball star. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was the, do you know, do you know the origin of the Harlem Globetrotters? No. Um, so for, in like the, like the 2010s-ish, 2020, like 1920s, uh, 1910s, 1920s, there was like, basketball was like considered like a Jewish sport. Yeah, yeah. And then so it was oh. like a lot of like that's why Billy Crystal, yeah, Billy Crystal yeah. said that, yeah. And then it's like so there's a lot of like Jewish teams and players. And then there was this guy who was like a basketball promoter because it was like a weird like it was there was like an NBA. There was like a bunch of like small leagues, and he was like, "Nah, Jews suck at basketball. Like it's like African Americans are good at basketball." And he's so he started a team called the Harlem Globetrotters. Oh, and would do exhibition games with the. High with the like best team on the Eastern Seaboard, which was the Washington Generals, okay, and just wipe the floor with them playing straight up basketball. And then eventually, he bought the Generals and made it this touring like clown show. Oh, <laughs> oh wow! Like the number of jumps that happened to make the Harlem Globetrotters is insane. That, they still insane. exist, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, now it's like a chair. It's like it's like partially a charity thing. Like it's a it's a registered charity and like right. a. They always like play against like they're, 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 they're always playing against Washington Generals, and they're all um, uh, people who've paid a bunch of money to play the Harlem Globetrotters. Oh, okay. And only three times in uh, since the 1970s when they came as charity has the Washington Generals won a game. <laughs> because <laughs> so funny. because like basically like you have to be they play like regular basketball and then like they start doing their like all their, their tricks their, their, their tricks and then like they just have to clear the court where they do the tricks or whatever. Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay, so this guy from Truman Show who's in so many things. Uh, he's a real good actor who kind of hides. He's a great actor. Mm. He's one of those that guys. He's like, yeah, he's one of the classic kind of like authority figure, like FBI agent, um, like boss of some place. He think also does a lot of a comedy here, for yeah. being like, yeah. So Joel Egerton is poor. He's like bankrupt. Uh, he's going to yeah. lose his house. So he basically, yeah, he's this teacher, but he's, like, struggling to support his family. Um, and, yeah, he's just, like, he's, she's, like, begging for an extension on a loan, I think, right now. 
What is bankruptcy? Is it like, it sounds like a get out of jail free card, but apparently it's not good. Uh, it fucks up your credit. So if you want to get like, if you want to borrow money or like get a mortgage or even really like have like an extended credit card, it kind of like fucks you. Right. But for a long time. At, at the time when you declare bankruptcy, uh, it kind of wipes your debts a bit. Right. Oh. I don't love watching people beat the shit out of each other. Like, what is that about? Why do we like this? Is there animal side? Uh, I think I think it is. Like, men like this. Like, some women like it. I'm not going to generalize. Mm. But I think more men enjoy. I think it's I think it's even less. Like, I don't I don't love it. But I used to fight judo, so <laughs> I guess I, I'm I wrong. It, oh no, I enjoy the act of like wrestling, like learning that. Like, to get physically fit, mm. but I don't want to hurt anybody. I think it's like uh, some sort of like primal thing that's like within, yeah, like men to to like see like dominance and in the form of like f- physicality and like yeah, and and that's a thing that kind of like draws um, people to these like uh, combat sports is like just to see like like dominating. Like hyper athletic dudes, like kick the shit out of each other. Yeah, yeah. Oh, bye, Alex. Alex just took off. Yeah. You okay? <laughs> okay. He's like, I don't want to watch this. <laughs> I didn't like this at all. I'm gonna steal a Sour Patch Kid Cherry Blaster. Yeah, of course. Oh my God, Anthony brought candy because he knows how much I like to eat on this podcast. <laughs> it's for the, all the uh, ASMR fans. Uh, Thanks, Alex. He brought me a tissue for me. No, it's a wooden box. <laughs> I wasn't expecting. Whoa! It's like the person's That's some. That's some fancy stuff. It's because Alex doesn't want to edit me. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm. Uh, I'm watching this and already being like, God, fucking damn. <laughs> I moved the the mic away. I noticed, but it that doesn't make it easier. <laughs> People are just gonna have to accept that about me. That I ran out of Claritin. <laughs> <laughs> also, it's like mid-July. My allergies never last this long. Because uh, it was so hot, all the stuff rebloomed. My brother's allergies are, like, destroying him. Oh. And also, like, I think we're kind of getting, like, a seasonal shift right now, too. Like, yeah, thank you, later. climate change. Like, we're like, finally kind of, like, experiencing spring now. And it's July. Yeah, my friend went on a vacation. And when she left, it was like jacket weather. And when she came back, it was like this. And she's like, I'm so jarred. I don't know. Yeah, like what's happening? Okay, so now they're setting up that uh, Joel Egerton's character, um, I think his name's Brandon, Mm -hmm. um, is also an MMA fighter, but he's retired because he's a teacher now. And since he's in like so much uh, debt, he is doing like these like, underground like unsanctioned fights oh yeah Brendan Conlon yeah so like you're about to see him just like uh, that audience compete. must be just the cream of the most awful men <laughs> that's like if you ever go to like an indie wrestling show uh, especially like in Toronto it's just like a mix of like people who are like, comedians I imagine who, comedians like, yeah, yeah, oh, lots of comedians. Wrestlers. shout out Mark Andrada and oh, yeah. uh, Jason Agnew and uh, RJ <laughs> Jason Agnew Get him out of here mm-hmm. um, uh, It's so funny how British Or I guess Is Joel Egerton is Irish? I think he, he's Scottish Scottish Wait. Is he? Yeah It's just funny how these like Two men from 
across the pond. Or like wrestling as if they're like Midwest nobody. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. just really, the Brits are, I mean, I can't assume that they're British, but uh, they're just very good at acting and they really understand Americans. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, uh, he, Joel Egerton is Australian. Oh. What? Yeah. So he's he, Australian. He was a, a rocket man, right? No, no, that's Taryn. That's where I'm confused. Yeah. Edgley, yeah. I think his yeah. name is, or Eggly. They look similar. No, they don't. This guy's not nearly and as And Tom hot. Hardy is English, yeah. Joel Egerton has a funky-looking face in comparison to the beauty that is that guy that played Elton John. Yeah. I like how they shot the fights, because it's less of, like, a sports. Like, if, if you're watching sports on TV and more like you're watching it live. Mm. Yeah, like it looks like that. It, it looks like you're standing on the side, like, watching it. Like they have like shit in the way, and that's like um, in the movie Creed as well. Yeah. Like they shoot no. the boxing really dynamic, and it's like whoa. Damn. As they should. It's the point of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Creed, Creed, because that guy did um, Fruitvale Station. No, before Creed, what did he do? Wasn't that he did do Fruitvale Station? I know that. Uh, I, I'm lost. I can't remember. But right before Creed, there was an action scene in one of the movies he did that is shot just like the boxing scenes in Creed. And then I saw Creed and I was like, hell yes, <laughs> hell this is the yeah. best application of this. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, Creed, Creed's also, Creed's so also a movie that's better So here's my gripe Creed. with not writing female characters properly. Women aren't a part of the story. Cool. I accept it. But do we have to always see them when they're not a part of the story, either in bikinis or this one? Her pajamas, does it have to be a very tight tank top and underwear? No. Uh, no, no, I don't think so. And also, she's like wearing like full makeup in the shot. Like, if she <laughs> truly just like woke up in the middle of the night, like she wouldn't look like that. Yeah, I mean, like whatever with makeup because that's life. But, um, but the, yeah, it's just like in the Social Network. Like, yeah. okay, women aren't a part of that story, sure. But Rashida like, Jones is. Yeah. Does Dakota <laughs> Johnson have to be standing in underwear, talking to Justin Timberlake's character, who's literally covered up in a blanket? I don't think so. No. I guess it's to show that they have sexuality between each other. I don't fucking know. No, that's a producer's note. That's like put her in a put her in underwear. Yeah. I mean, think about how funny it'd be if she was in like wrapped up in a blanket that she was in her bed with because she's cold. Yeah. And like like just like fully like half asleep. Like if you're gonna fuck? be honest about women pajamas, either full sweatsuit or naked. There's no in between. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true. Most of the, I think every girl I've ever had has a Different and more confusing sleeping clothes. Like, does she have to have this very intense fight scene in underwear? No. Actually, you know, be more accurate. A very intense fight scene while she's underwear, and then halfway through, it's like, I'm not gonna fight you. I'm naked, and like grabs a blanket because that has happened <laughs> like, puts on to a me. Robe, yeah. Of like just like covering herself while fighting me is like that's happened. That's funny. Yeah, once especially at ben... night when they wake up, like. Let's say, let's say, let's just say, let's just say, let's just say you did a bunch of cocaine and you come home and they're mad about it. <laughs> I'm mad at you for the story. <laughs> let's just say. <laughs> Once me and Ben had a fight right after he got off of the, out of the shower and he was in a towel and I felt bad that I was fighting with him in a towel. I was like, he must feel really emasculated right now. <laughs> yeah. Give up the house. They if you don't a want bunch to of money fight. Sunk, in it, sunk into it. What does this woman want? Well, because if you have a mortgage, you give up the house, it's going to cost you more money. Yeah? Yeah. You pay they don't out the live in Toronto where everything is 10 times the amount it should be? Man, <laughs> I don't... Uh, here's, here's, okay, here's one thing I'm gonna, I was going to say 
earlier, and I, I don't know the politics of this movie. I don't think it. I think it's kind of apolitical, a little bit. But I would say that a lot I'd say of it's decidedly conservative. But go ahead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I say a lot of movies White that men I would, fighting. That I would say, <laughs> that say are like kind of like socially conservative have very uh, start from a very like left setup of like we can't afford to live, therefore we have to do insane thing. Ra- and then rather the last part of that sentence being we can't afford to live, therefore we have to do insane thing. This this system is bad. It's we don't afford to live. We have to do ins- therefore we have to do insane thing. Look at us go. The height of our spirit. A man is entitled to the sweat on his brow. Like it's like like the last bit kind of swerves on me. Where like the setup of like I can't afford a house. I can't afford money. You never see that setup in movies that are oftenly praised as like being super liberal, right? Which is, I I think is the important story. I think it's the uh, it's the it's like the devil's greatest. Like this is conservatives. Yeah, yeah. This is conservatives. Like what's that saying about the, the devil's devil? greatest trick is convinced he's not there. He's and not. So conservatives' greatest trick is convincing that they're there for the poor. Yeah. And so if you have a story about a poor person pulling themselves by the bootstraps, that's such a triumph of conservatism. Not ignoring like you know the lack of privilege or being born into a situation that they can't get out of. Yeah. Like if they make it in the end and they make money, this is like a fucking Republican's wet dream. It's like rags to riches, right? Like yeah, that's like, like the and then they can the sell American that. dream manifest destiny. Like you yeah. have to like work hard and and bleed and sweat for every dollar. But you what's have. so ironic is that the Republican conservative setup is what's causing people to be completely destitute. Yeah. yeah. So why why work hard when everyone could just start at a nice base level? And then if you work hard, then you can rise more. You're in a mood today. I'm talking like about it. universal income. Universal like, basic income, yeah. my God. Yes. I mean, yes. Universal basic income is the one step of a large process. Just introducing universal basic income is going to fuck a lot of people. That's a different problem. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, is this the most um, political episode? No, not even. even? Sex in the City, the movie, and we really got into Obama politics. Oh my goodness, (laughs) Sex in the City, the movie. Listen, we figured out that Sex in the City is America. Yeah, no. Oh wow, I think the the best the best description was on another podcast. But Roger is like. Uh, if you can like see inside someone's head and see how they think, if you could see inside capitalism's head, it would just be sex in the city. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like each facet of um, capitalism is like represented by one of the women yeah, yeah. in <laughs> Sex in the City. Like, like, oh my god, and that's that's amazing. New York, yeah, New York, yeah, New oh, York, wow, yeah. New York, fifth character of capitalism. <laughs> I'm never gonna watch Sex in the City the same ever again. I'm just gonna be like, wow, this is a deeply political, <laughs> metaphorical show. Yeah, this Everything podcast is, is deeply political, but it's very. <laughs> Honestly, Very this podcast is wildly political <laughs> for what for what we talk about and do most of the time. So, um, in this movie, so far it's been a lot of slow conversations. This is the definition of a movie that my dad would be watching when I was a kid, and me like being too bored to leave, but too like not wanting to do my own thing because I'm a kid and I feel trapped, like I can't leave the house or something. Hmm. And me just sitting here being like. Oh, change the channel, please. <laughs> I'm, I am enjoying this movie, but also I'm doing the least amount of talking and genuinely watching it. Yeah. And it's a lot of very good acting happening. Yeah, it's like, it's really beautifully acted. But yeah, definitely the story is very yes. bland. Oh, the story is bland. Yes. No, um, it's, it's not about bland. It's not bland. I like, I like the emotional depth and stuff. It just... There's just something about men talking 
I don't know. My brain shuts off. <laughs> I no, think, I, I totally yeah, get that. I just I, think like a boohoo. <laughs> like, I, have, I don't really have any empathy. I think it's nice that Nick Nolte is sober. Mm. I don't know. It, you know what? I don't have an emotional hook into this yet. I uh, it, it feels very like the best version of like, that terrible like I'm gonna say that terrible play to stand in whatever you want of people trying their best with like the emotional weight of like a domestic thing but it's like the best version of it it's very and, good this yeah. is a good movie I mm. can't fault it it's just not my style right it's definitely now. you can tell that like three white dudes got in a room together and we're like let's write something real. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they turn their chair we, around. What do we like? We like conversations about getting sober. <laughs> Fighting. Fighting. Um, there's actually this, uh, so this is kind of like uh, jumping forward to yeah. the, the end of the movie, but there's this scene uh, that's underscored by this song by The National that's like... Oh, it, The National's in this movie? But, uh, it opened with The National. And it's, it's, it's like, it's like so... It's like so beautiful. Uh, and I read this like IMDb fact about it that they like wrote the entire scene while like listening to that song on replay and I was like that is like the Never. most broest thing to do is like to write a scene in a movie whilst listening to like one song on repeat oh that's very bro <laughs> that's so funny I, like, I did do that once so I had this I had a bet with Andrew and Philippe that we were all going to write a spec script of Superstore in a month. Oh, oh okay. And then, so the concept I settled on was that the radio, because this happened to me one time I worked, when I was working retail, is the radio got stuck on one song and everyone goes insane over the course of the episode. And yeah. I picked Susudio by Phil Collins. Yeah. And I listened to, I'm like, it'd be, I'm like, also cause there's, I, I just want people to reference Susudio as it goes on. Mm. And uh, so I just, Anytime I was writing it, I just had that song on repeat. So Spotify thinks it's my favorite song. Yeah. <laughs> but also, like, I can't hear that song now because I probably listened to it for, like, four hours. I like, already oh think it's not a good it's song. Not good, it's not a good song. Also, if you I looked up trivia about what does it. What mean? Yeah. It's, it's nothing. Phil Collins is like, it just felt good to say in the chorus. So what's he talking about, though? He's talking about young love. And it the way the it's, it's a, it's a, the protagonist of the song is like a, it's supposed to be a fourteen-year-old boy who loves a fourteen-year-old girl, and so like young love. But it's Phil Collins singing it, so it just sounds like Phil Collins falling in love with a fourteen-year-old girl, and then just screaming Yikes. nonsense in the chorus. So studio, is it studio or studio? Studio. Oh, it's not even studio. S U D O. Studio. And her name's not like Susan or something. Nope. Interesting. It's, it's, it's literally nonsense. It's he could have gone like beat up, 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 up. It's just like him scat jazzing. Oh, in you the mean course. like Scatman John? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like that uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire song. Like, but that the party. Oh, September. That's yeah, a that, great song. That they're not saying anything. They're not saying like <laughs> I. Used, I thought they were saying like, like but can you? Like, <laughs> but they're saying body, yeah. But I get that. I feel it in my heart. Susu Studio, I don't get. <laughs> so I'm guessing he's getting fired for being a teacher. Uh, his yes, so we're kind of at a, a pretty pivotal moment for his Did character. Did you say this is the inciting incident? I think I think him. I think the the getting the the the, the debt is the inciting incident yeah. to me. I think this okay. is this is this would be if you're going the the twelve point. Okay. Uh, uh, what do you call it? What's his name? Structure. Uh, uh, Joseph Campbell structure. Yeah. Uh, this would be meeting with. Oh, 
No, hold on. His babies are pretty cute. Mm. Oh, I can't remember the name. It's one of the meeting. I think it's me with the God of Steel. Maybe or oh, fuck me. I read this a while ago. It's Here, it's, it's the it's where he's where it's um he's lo- or no this is leaving the world because he's he's lost the 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 teaching world and now it's going. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, uh, it's something that has pushed him out of his comfort zone yeah. and he has to go into his journey and he can't yeah, come yeah. back. Yeah, yeah. Right now, she's not wearing underwear in the scene, but she is wearing. How do you know she's shorts. not wearing underwear? She's also wearing a hoodie that's zipped. It's it's dark, but it's, you can tell with nothing underneath. This woman, can I get a break? <laughs> <laughs> she's she's always not wearing it. Yeah, she's yeah, not wearing. She's wearing thing. booty shorts. They're not. They're not tight. They're like they're like boxers. But I like I like to think that the subplot of this movie is she can't figure out how to wear all her clothes at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like it's her looking at like her looking at her closet, being like, "Where do the pants go? I don't know." I feel for her because she really is too thin, and that was because they're like, "By the way, we're gonna put you in a bunch of no pants." That was I when I was a kid. I was much too thin, and I would have like my parents were like spandex pants kind of thing for like it was like for doing like sports stuff. Oh, it's like shorts, and they were like loose. Really? Like, yeah. compre- like compression I, shorts? Like not, not compression, but definitely like oh. just like stick to your skin. I've oh, okay. seen I've seen um, boys that I've dated actually wear like tights and it, they've been loose on them. And I've it, never seen long johns be loose, but I've seen it on men. No, it was it was like shorts. It was for like doing like some oh. sport thing, and it was like they'd wave How around. How old were you? All the time I was cold. Were you so cute though? I was I was so tall. Did you look like a baby I was bird? I was about as tall as I am now. And like rail thin. Well, it's kind of scary now that I, you say it like that. I am Groot or Slenderman. And I, had, and, I had a, and I had a weird indented chest. Look, man, I don't know why. I don't know why anyone had sex with me ever. But now the reason I bring that up is a new, very recent thing is I have reoccurring nightmares of being that thin again. Oh, so, oh, and like holding my arms and being like, and like they're they're probably thinner than I, they actually were. Or how what I remember do them. you think that means? Not a not a. This is very new. This is like a week and a half. Now oh wow, of those dreams. Uh, I have dreams that I consider like, like how I think how I look, and I'll have dreams where I think I'm like very fat or very thin sometimes. I, I it doesn't feel like a body dysmorphia thing. Like it doesn't feel like I'm like oh I I'm I'm I look ugly or something. Okay. It feels more like dying. Like I feel like oh it's my more, gosh. It's more like oh I gotta fix this. If we have any uh, therapists uh, listening, I mean yeah, Alex is or, uh, or, or dream I'll, analysis well, don't worry, don't experts. Worry. I've got a great therapist who is, <laughs> although highly unqualified for dream analysis, very fascinated by it. <laughs> I had a therapist that she was uses a dream. Google. She uses the dream analysis thing on Google when I tell her about my <laughs> dreams. No, I made my therapist uh, look through Google or <laughs> Google oh, no, did search he, results. Did he get drunk, or is he bothering him? He's bothering him. Okay, because um, I think his dad is like coming around to like training him, because uh, uh, Tommy, who is um, Tom Hardy's character, wow, Tom Hardy and Tommy, um, he is like, you should train me, and then the dad's like, no, no, but I'm now, out of that game. It'll make me drink. Yeah, and now he's like, okay. I was watching old videos of you wrestle, and I was reminded of how talented you how talented you used to be. Okay, I'm in. That's nice. And like, I think this is also a way for like Nick Nolte's character to like reconnect yeah, to yeah. Tom Hardy's character as a father because he's just I think so absent. I, I think I don't, this is me half watching it too. Is it felt more like Tom Hardy wanted that connection with his father, and Nick Nolte 
views it more strictly as training. Mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, in, in a way, like, because, like, the Tom Hardy's character in this is, like, remarkably cold because he blames of, uh, his brother and his dad for, like, abandoning him and his mother. Mm-hmm. And his mother um, gets sick and dies, and, like, Tom... Tommy is like uh, her primary caregiver throughout oh, like okay. the uh, the background or like the backstory of this movie. Okay. Um. So he like harbors like a lot of resentment. Oh. As he should. Yeah. Ah, uh, a conservative movie isn't complete without the troops. Right. Oh yeah. Is this a conservative? Yeah, we've decided. I mean, I, yeah, I've, I've decided. I think. I think so. I didn't really realize it because I watched this movie like years ago mm. for the first time. Uh, but well, yeah, I, definitely. I don't, I don't like some of my, like some movies I really love. I would consider the politics to be conservative. I don't think it's inherent to the quality of the movie. What mm. does this have to do with what we're watching, though? Um, so Tom Hardy was in the Tom army. Hardy was in the army. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so these are his army men. Yeah, these are like his boys. Um, watching him, and actually, Tom Tom Hardy's character, um, Tommy, is like a army deserter. So like he he left. Oh. Um, so is this illegal? So so this is like them being like, oh my God. So is he going to go to jail? Uh, yeah, they're setting that up pretty much that they're going to like arrest him. Yeah, this movie is pretty well done. Whoa, what <laughs> yeah. stakes? That's a twist. I yeah. love this. Okay. Wow. Okay. So I think something sad's going to happen at the end of this movie then. Like I, oh, this movie's building up for... The last half hour Can being I like, guess? you're going to cry, sure. motherfucker. Yeah. It's like peak sadness. So they work <laughs> really hard. They all get together as a family. They reunite. They become very successful. They, they're they going to box each other. It's the brothers in the boxing ring. They have a nice time. Something lovely happens there. Like, they still fight or whatever, but it's all made up. And then he gets arrested and brought to jail. I think it's arrested before the brothers fight. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say s- sort of. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll let um, the movie get there. All right. Yeah. So right now, um, Brendan Conlon is going back to like his old gym where he used to work out when he was like a professional fighter, and this is his friend uh, played by I think this guy's name is like Fred Grillo or something. He's like a real guy. Uh, he's an actor as well. Yeah. Oh, he's an actor. Yeah. He's a real MMA. He always kind of plays like. Oh, I'm a gangster. I was going to say, that's why I probably don't recognize him because he's in movies that I do not enjoy. Yeah. Look at these tattoos that he has. Yeah. The classic, like, MMA stereotype of, like, guys having the world's ugliest tattoos. Like, if you guys remember those t-shirts, like, the Affliction and, like, the old Ed Hardy ones where it's just, like, these, like, really gaudy, like, ugly tattooed styled shirts. They're making a comeback, unironically, and it's... It's really troubling for, oh, for fashion. Oh, back unironically. <laughs> I, I mean, the, back 90s, the 90s is back so hard. Mm. Like, because like, the 90s came back lightly two years ago. Mm. But yeah. like kind of the cute stuff from the 90s. And now we are leaning back in. There are like mod robes are back. Right. Like, things are taking it up a notch. And Stranger Things season three really... Is it set in the 90s? Yeah, it's like... Like end of eighties, I think, like or mm. early nineties ish. I think. I mean, I did buy a lime green T shirt, and I have a tie dye T shirt too. Yeah, and you know that what? Sound great. I look adorable. <laughs> <laughs> There's this one T shirt um, that I've seen only in ESPN thirty for thirties. It's like a uh, Grateful Dead Team Lithuania basketball T shirt. Oh, I've seen that one, and yeah. it is so cool. It's I like want a, that so. It's badly. like a, someone wearing that in real life. and like a skeleton slam. I've seen, I've, seen, I've seen someone wear that in real life. Yeah, it's great. It's like 
It's like my dream T-shirt. Why'd you get it? Um, because I'm I, sure I, the internet. Yeah, has I'm it. sure I should. I could just like order one, but I was like, oh, that, man, that is for you. Like that, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I see it's you like, wearing yeah. it it's like all a, the time. I, I would do shows and then people would be like, no, stop, stop wearing that. It's too distracting. My dream T-shirt is it's always sold out. It's the Nike symbol, and underneath it just says gnocchi. <laughs> and I we, want it so badly. <laughs> and it's been sold out for like a year. I'll, every like Periodically, I'll check. Always sold out. There's a t-shirt that I was going to get, especially when I was working at this old job, and it just says, fuck oh, Adobe, like, your shit is garbage. Ha. Huh? And because we had, we had to use this like Adobe Flex, which is a terrible Adobe program, and it would crash like at least three times a day. And we started sending a picture of like the, how they sold that shirt, but it was always sold out. And then when it wasn't, it was like such an expensive t shirt. And, yeah. And like we're, our whole team was going to get fuck Adobe, your shit is garbage. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Uh, on top of uh, a universal basic income, all Adobe Creative Suites oh. should be free. Oh, God. <laughs> should be free. <laughs> if Premiere wasn't so good, like <laughs> Premiere is such a solid, like, laptop level sweet editing suite like yes avid is the fucking shit but man premiere is so good <laughs> but if it wasn't i would i would never use adobe yeah i mean and everyone loves photoshop i don't do a lot of video picture stuff so right i yeah, i use the awful program that's on mac called pixelmator sorry uh, pixelmator <laughs> i use Gim- i use gimp so this is the is free, free it's free yeah oh nice it's basically Photoshop, but like not as powerful. Mm. But like for most of what That's you like want to do, well. most most of you want to do with it, it's it's fine. Mm. Mm. I'm not finding the original sold out. Oh my god! And it used to be forty dollars, and now it's sixty dollars. Damn! It's just a stupid teacher that says gnocchi on it. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you can make it. You can, I think cheaper. I could. I could probably make this. I will make it. <laughs> I'm gonna waste my time. Oh, I'm putting my feet up. Nice. Nice. Uh, I wasn't making judgment because I was looking over the computer about gnocchi. Um, also, we added this down. Anthony. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm not. I'm not worried. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, there's a lot of um, yeah, just, just just chatty stuff, and I'm like, oh yeah, we'll probably say no, funnier things. The, 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 <laughs> the best stuff is the chatty stuff, and then uh, we added up the silence and us shit talking. Oh yeah. <laughs> Rob Norman thing. Keep that in. <laughs> I'm, I'm probably going to leave that one in. I'll find <laughs> leave it in. Name, names, name, names. Yes. Spilling tea at the beginning. I, I leave in a lot of stuff that we could probably be liable for. <laughs> is it liable? This this case, no. Like, she, I, I'll take out stuff where I'm just like, this is just us doing hearsay. I mean, is it judgmental? Yes. Is it self-righteous? Sure. But I don't think it's liable. There are Unless no either, no. they sue us. Because we're so influential that we ruin their lives. Huge influencers. I was making this joke earlier. I think so many, the number one location for a dramatic scene is near a doorway. Huh. <laughs> yeah, because it's like you either. A driveway either, too. Yeah. A driveway. Yeah. To exit, suburbia. you go in. Yeah. yeah. And it's, yeah, it gives like one perfect point of uh, exit. Man, everyone loves writing a scene near a doorway. Oh, yo. That's Huge. That's an interesting thing. You should do. You should make a sketch show that's just called Doorways and all the scenes are... That's because well, that's <laughs> uh, uh, Roger was making fun of his own sketches by saying, every sketch I have opens with someone at a door deciding if we should let them in. And he's no. not wrong. I'm trying to think of... Every Tony Ho sketch. Like nearly every Tony I mean, the ones that I like, like Japan, 
don't have that. No. Yet. But like stuff like like half of them are just like someone's like, should I let this person in? And then I made the joke of the most dramatic man, whatever. Uh. It was me explaining oh, twelve we, jokes to you. I was just thinking about my show makes I see where and if we had a doorway scene and we totally do, and I'm like, oh shit. Am <laughs> I just a basic ass like writer now? I'm no, like, we need it. <laughs> we need doorway scenes. Yeah. Gotta keep those doorways in work. Yeah. The because, best I feel because, like the sketch I've written, the my fa- most favorite sketch I've written recently is just in a doorway. Like it's, <laughs> what was it? the uh the sex offender one. Oh, I don't know this. I don't think I don't think you were on it, but it's the on the show that time. But it's the one I've definitely talked about it, where it's like they knock on the door and then it's like, Hey, I found this it's your daughter's. It's one of those like fun coupons, like you know, like I'll mow your lawn for a week. Oh, what's it for? Yeah, it's for um one free kiss good night. Oh, cool, cool. Like to redeem it? Oh, Excuse me, I'd like to redeem this with your daughter. Oh my god, that's so disturbing. It's like I don't know who you are. Yes, you do. I legally have to introduce myself when I moved to the neighborhood. Oh god. Oh god. Jesus. Okay. Um. This is sort of important as well here. Uh. So Brennan just found out that his brother Tommy is back in town. Back in town. And he's pissed. okay. So so yeah. So the okay. Oh man, this is like. Super tragic to see like yeah. him returning to this like stable family, which is like yeah, like something that Nick Nolte's character like never had because of his like <laughs> crippling addictions and stuff. And it's just yeah. like wolf. You know, addiction oh, man, is a I disease. Look how sad that looks. Yeah, but sometimes you know you're allowed to cut people out of your life. Yeah, yeah. I don't. You I don't. Have to. I don't think you have to take the burden of someone else's disease either. Right. Yeah. Even though it is. Tom Hardy's character's name is Tommy. Yeah. Easy for him. Yeah, shout out to is the writers. This his family. No, so remember when I was telling you about him like deserting the army? Yeah. So when his entire squad died, like his like best friend and army brother also died in that friendly oh, fire so incident. He wants to help out this guy's family. Yeah, he's like hyper invested in it. He's like, oh, like uh, our kids okay? You guys have enough money, so that's why he's in the tournament because he wants to like atone and like make sure like his. Marine brothers are taking care of it. Oh my god, this is a conservative movie. Oh fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's nice to. I, 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 again, like, I think there's like good conservative movies and bad conservative movies. Like, I wouldn't call Gran Torino a good conservative movie. Oh my god. I hate Gran Torino. You maybe have more of a stake in Gran Torino than I do. I never saw it. Yeah, it's it's so awful. And. You know, it introduced a lot of um, white kids who went to my school to new uh, <laughs> new words to call Asian people. Shut the fuck and up. And it made me so angry because I had never been called a gook before um, that. And then they started calling you that? Yeah. And I, they, I, I what did. high and they school call, did and they you call go me to? Zipperhead. Oh, I grew up in Southern Alberta, so like it's, <laughs> um, it's not... Um, they, they weren't tolerant already. Yeah. What is Zipperhead? It is... Uh, a racial term for someone isn't it like your eyes or something. I, I forget. I could be wrong. I forget what it is. I, 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 don't, I don't know the ins and outs of it's it. A, I just know it's a racial term. Yeah, like, it's like a, for Koreans and Vietnamese people. I've and never it's heard just, that before. It's like so awful. I, like, ugh. You should write a letter to Clint Eastwood. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he'll read it. I, I would say that <laughs> I, I had heard "gook" as a racial slur before, but right. didn't clock it. it. Wasn't until I saw that movie, I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> yeah, I was just like, appalled. I only know that word because of Vietnam War movies. Mm. Yeah. British or Forrest Gump, actually. So, for a movie that was so, like, subtle in its direction, this montage is insane. Yeah. It was... <laughs> it, it, like, I looks don't... so beautiful and is, like, very simple. And then it goes into, like, this is, like, sports play-by-play mode where it's, like, let's see our two fighters size up and work really hard. Yeah. 
And like, since there's two quote unquote heroes, they need two montages. And what better way than to do a really weird split screen? Yeah, I mean, I can odd. think of 10 different ways on top of my head that don't require this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're literally doing it right now with the montage. Yeah. yeah this is what I expected. And oh, never good. goes back here. <laughs> Because we have to see him running, right? Like, yeah. we have to see him win a race. I didn't even take in because I thought that it was maybe the television show itself doing this. And then I'm yeah. like, oh, no, it's the movie. The movie, yeah. Mm-hmm. Same. I thought that, too. And then I realized it's the movie. Are these real MMA uh, talkers over here? Commentators? Um, yes. Uh, that's uh, Richard Evans. And he was a fighter for a long time. I think during this point, he was still fighting. And look, he talks to all normal and stuff. Because let me tell you, I've seen a lot of MMA fighters talk. And they are scrambled. Yeah, their yeah. brains don't work so good. Oh, and I the, think that's just people making fun of GSP for his French-Canadian accent. Oh my god, so mean. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and this... So they're, like, basically, like, setting up this, like, big fight. Um, I think Tommy is about to fight this guy called Koba. And... Koba, yeah, Kobo, the, the Ko- yeah, Kobo, the e-reader. Um, and he, Koba in, in this movie is played by uh, WWE Hall of Famer Kurt Angle. And Kurt Angle is a really hilarious character in modern wrestling now. But when he was like really popular, he's because he was an Olympian, okay. like a real life gold medalist. Uh, and now he has to play like this like <laughs> Russian MMA guy. <laughs> well, that's cool. Look at their ears. They're all funky because of the things, right? Oh, yeah, the cauliflower ear. Yeah. I would I, I, every time I think it's done the montage split screen shit, it goes going. right back. Yeah. It's actually ridiculous. Oh, my God, I want to do upside down sit-ups. You just have to be you, really strong. so you can Upside down sit-ups, I feel like I could do one end of list. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm very good at sit-ups. If anything with push-ups or pull-ups, nah. But I think I could do it. Guys, hang me upside down. <laughs> hang me upside down. <laughs> Yeah, I really did not remember this montage going so long. It's hilarious. We're just watching, I imagine, a Taliban training video. Like, it's really (laughs) odd the way that it's done. Yeah. It's like, you have to show people, oh, yeah, I, I guess it's like, we have to show a bunch of training and a bunch of, like, these guys winning their individual, like, qualifying fights to get into Sparta. And this guy on the phone. Yeah. He's like, I'm a trainer. Listen, take my guy. He's good. No. (laughs) All I know of being a manager or whatever in boxing or whatnot is Moses Lack on The Simpsons with Homer. Yeah. That episode where Homer fights. So is that what that guy is? Zemo? It's Pride Month. Kid gorgeous. (laughs) Then just a kid presentable. (laughs) (laughs) Then just kid. I think it's what it was. You can tell it's a conservative movie because they have a a cordless uh, home phone. Oh, <laughs> that's what. <laughs> oh, she's a Capricorn. That's a big tell. Do you see on her her uh, shoulder? Shoulder. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> she's she just can't wear normal clothes. Yeah. In this no. movie. Pajamas. She, pants, get, she clearly owns pajamas. Yes. They, this girl, they they're apparently working three jobs, but she is always at home in pajamas. Right. This is the most covered she's been. I mean, she's still in a tank top with no bra, but I'll accept that. And like I didn't really take into account how skinny she was until you mentioned it. She's very Vita. thin. Yeah, she I, she like uh, was profile for a second, and the camera caught it, and I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah, she and like cause <laughs> she, I don't think she was this thin for how I met your mother. Mm. But do you think maybe because she's in this boxing movie, she's like, "I'll train too." Maybe, maybe. 
I was going to do it's like and, and what she should have been training is like eating Cheetos in front of TV wearing pajamas. <laughs> like, I just look. I don't want to discriminate against anybody's body, but I look at her body and I just can feel that she starved herself because she's in a movie. I think that I, uh, L.A. baby eats you alive. Yeah, I think it eats you. <laughs> L.A. Che- baby. It chews you up. Because she has a really full looking face, so she could potentially get too thin and still look fine in the face. Mm. And that's a trick. It's a trap. If I lose any weight, you just, my cheekbones come out sharp as the day. Oh my God, I want to lose weight. I want my face to look like it could cut a ham. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I want. I love that Tap Out became a full fashion movement. Aren't they a sponsor for UFC or something? Um, they were, but now Tap Out is it's, it's the... Reebok is a sponsor it's, now. Uh, Tap Out is the, like, the proprietary brand... Uh, for WWE, like for their athletic gear, oh. so now all of their like advertisements have like WWE wrestlers. Oh, I know, I actually know this. So there's a, I'm gonna say the word documentary, but I use it very loosely, in that it's more of like people talking over still images. A promotional video? Did you watch a commercial? No, no, it, no <laughs> yeah, it, commercial? It, it's like, it's like there's no like camera involved. Like people talking over still images and, okay. and whatnot. And it's called uh, Fighting in the Age of Loneliness by John Boyce and Felix Peterman, who oh. are both very intelligent writers and people and it's about the history of MMA and how it's affected by economic factors Yeah. and uh, the last chapter is about Reebok signing um, exclusive, exclusivity to MMA which is like pretty good for if you're a high level fighter but if you're a mid-level fighter which most people are middle level it's really hard to get the high level is that you would sell advertisements on your pants. Right, yes. And then so that's how you end up with like shit like Condom Depot like written across someone's ass right. because like or Jimmy so, John's. Jimmy John's, yeah. But now they can't do that because uh, Reebok signed oh, like a full no, thing. Does that fuck people so over? yeah, it just yeah. destroy. And it's like it's like basically being like MMA is not taking care of their workers and blah blah blah. Uh, isn't that the way? But it's like and it's like how like MMA was like this weird sport in the side, and that its quest for legitimacy is at the ex- it, quest for like quote unquote legitimacy or like acceptance of the mainstream is at the expense of their workers. Yeah, of its I mean, athletes. It makes sense that MMA athletes, would yeah. become so successful because we are unsa- like we just need to be satiated like more this like more beating the shit out of each other. One of the one of the things they talk about in that documentary is that uh, MMA's success is tied to economic su- or recession. Like it's more successful when there's less money. And he's like MMA MMA yeah So like in the 2008 recession yeah, 2008. It got really really popular mm-hmm. And then also In the 1993 Japanese recession A Japanese version of MMA Got extremely popular mm-hmm. It's called like The Lost Generation Japan It's like Basically their Great Depression It's cause people Need to express their anger And they don't know how So yeah. they fight each other Or they It's cathartic to watch Someone beat the shit Out of somebody Yeah it's like There's no spin There's no whatever It's just like to be I, and I, and I, I feel like there's a little bit of jumping and there's probably more specifics to it, but I don't think it's wholly inaccurate to say that. So Tom Hardy is an interesting actor because mm. he's hot and he's good. But he's not great. He's not great, right? I think people are more into how he looks than who he... But there's this but one like, movie that he's in where he does like a crazy good job. I forget what it's called. Oh, it's, is it the mobster one where he plays two characters? Um, No, but I think it's this movie where he... Is like in a car or Bang. something. I mean, I need to figure out what. What's it's this called. mobster one? It's a mobster movie. I can't remember what it's called, but he plays two. He plays twins. Yeah. Are oh, you thinking of Venom, where he plays both? No. <laughs> the character Bane. I'm and talking Venom. about Bane. 
Um, okay, let's I just see. find that his movie choices, like, he has... I don't know Tom Hardy because I the only full movie I've seen of his is the Batman movie because he's never been in a movie that's caught my attention. So Legend I, is the movie with the two mobsters. Okay. okay. Uh, and then I'm trying to think what this car movie is. Oh, the car movie is called Locke. Uh, he also was in Logan Lucky. Oh, I like Logan Lucky. People like Logan Lucky. Was he? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Or I mix up Logan Lucky with something else. But, Logan um, Lucky was like a Steven like, Soderbergh movie. Uh, yeah, it's like Channing Tatum. Yes, I did see that. Adam I, Driver. I didn't hate it. Oh, maybe it was Channing Tatum. I'm thinking of. I could have swore Tom Hardy was in it, but I could I don't be think wrong. He's in it. Um, I could be wrong. It's it's surprisingly good, actually. It's yeah. very, it's entertaining. It's oh my god, are gonna fight each other? Heist movie. I feel like because I've been single for like a year, I don't watch movies at all like this anymore. Like it's been such a free year of having to be forced to watch any movie like this. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, I feel like like. Uh, I was making a joke with Maul because she hated Hereditary about taking her to see Midsummer. Did she hate it? Hey, eh? Mina hated it, but she still wanted to see Midsummer. Oh, I, I saw heard, Midsummer. We'll talk after. Oh, I heard it's very, very good. I, I, I wouldn't call it very. very good. I, oh, yeah. I have, I have opinions. But go I on. liked Midsummer. Didn't love Midsummer. I think Midsummer is an amazing movie, yes. but it's very shallow. Uh, yes. And because of its shallowness, halfway through you go, "This is so fucking stupid." Yes. But, right. But you can't say that it's not an incredibly made movie. I it looks beautifully so shot it's too. Beautiful. I mean, uh, Ari uh, Aster. I can't remember. His Ari, name. Uh, Ari 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 Aster is a one of a kind director. Like I think we're going to. He's, he's going to be in the conversation with like all the great directors yeah. in the future. But he hasn't found his movie yet. I think it's again. I look at. I Does was, he write his movies? He wrote. He, he wrote needs someone to write. write. He exactly. needs to do what the Lobster Man did. Yeah, yeah. So the favorite. The. Um, like I was such a huge fan of his short films because I'm like this is a this guy is amazing. Mm. And then Hereditary came out. I was like, okay, he's learning, he's learning. And then Midsummer, I'm like, okay, like it's like even I didn't see the talent. So Mina saw him speak in real life. Yes, and she she said it. She said it makes you hate him. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, he's like a really pretentious. I think I think to be a good writer, you have to be. You don't have to have your shit figured out, but you have to be in touch with emotions and you have to understand emotions. Yeah. And I don't think he understands his emotions. No, but I think I, I do think he understands. The reason I like him is or reason I, I, I really got into his short films was I think he was of oh, clearly doing horror, like clearly liked horror. But where most horror directors and people who come to horror come to it at a very surface level, he was coming to it from a very different kind of emotional level so I think he does understand it but I don't think he I don't think he can build it into the long form yet it gets a little it's still yeah if Midsummer was a short film it yes. probably would be the best thing I've ever seen yes oh yes okay okay because it's two and a half hours long so it's just it's like two and hours long and I just feel like too drawn out n- no, no because, because all, the, all the pieces feel there yeah oh. and I didn't feel like it was too long I could have kept watching it because okay. I felt that they like left out things that I wanted to know and that's the problem is he had like maybe six ideas that I was like okay 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 and then none of them panned out yes right. but also this seems like an important scene uh it is yeah. but I mean we've kind of been like 70% but checked that, out anyway that, that, but that's like, what this podcast is yeah. <laughs> yeah this podcast is the worst way to watch a movie and it's all about us showing each other movies for the first time and honestly sometimes it works like Talent Mr. Ripley, I've shown to a few people. I've rewatched it. That movie's amazing. Mm. That movie is, um, there is talking in it, but you technically could watch it on mute and understand what's going on. Right. Oh, I don't think so. 
No, you could so. you could still be entertained with it not being yes. on mute. Whereas like this movie wouldn't be entertaining. Like I feel like we need to know what they're saying to each other. Yeah, uh, I feel, I feel I'll like try the, to sum the, it up really the fast. Subtitles going out of sync was really fucked up. That's yeah, really yeah. That, I think that's literally what. Yeah. Uh, but can I can I guess what's happening? Yeah, of course. They're identify they they're meeting for the first time in a long time, mm. and they're hashing it out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, they're trying to. I think right now it's actually like raising the stakes of like why they hate each other so much, because um, Tommy is like blaming. Uh, Brendan for like abandoning him and his mother and he's like I had to take care of my mother or our mother when she was dying and like you had to you stuck around for your girlfriend hey, like some girl the older brother's allowed to do what he needs to do to survive right but I understand I would get really mad at my sister so, but Tommy Tommy's the younger brother right so he's like I had to like see our mom suffer while like you were here just like in love and he's like he's like don't blame me for being in love he's like you're not my brother um, basically he's just like trying to distance himself from him as far as possible so that yeah that's what he's good interesting yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have to rewatch this bad boy I will not I know, <laughs> I know you're not but okay, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm like this looks fun it's it's pretty like emotionally compelling when it comes to like the family relationships but like the other stuff that kind of sets up the sport is also, just who like who are these students that they keep showing they're Brendan's like class, yeah. yeah, yeah, and they love him, yeah. yeah. They because he's like a endeared in, in, in the beginning, they showed him being like the fun science teacher, yeah. Right. He's like, and a he's kind of sexy, yeah. I mean, for a teacher, he's a freaking <laughs> smoke show, smoke show teacher yeah. that is good at his job. And they're like, they're like, let us let's watch Sparta and support uh, the teacher who got fired, Mr. Conlin, yeah. They're like, we love this guy. This is such a high school thing. Yeah. Just yeah. skip the day, you nerds. <laughs> yeah. Man, once I could legally skip class because they can't hold you when you're like above a certain age, I don't think I went to any class. I missed. I took law in grade 11 mm. and I missed three months worth of that class, but oh I God. still got a 75. Hey, uh, should have gotten a 90, mm. but like I took the exam and I was like, yeah. <laughs> Not oh. good. I don't deserve it. This is classic dejected teen. Oh, do you think those two are dating? No. This is the first time they're hooking up. Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. This is how he walks. Her curly hair is funny. Like, it's technically beautiful, but she looks... Okay, so... So, wait, is Tom Hardy fighting in this? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize. So, they're both in the tournament now. Um, Tom Hardy's character, Tommy, is in it so he can win the money to support his, like, fallen comrades' yeah. family. And then... Brendan, who is, is Joel Edgerton's character, money. is in it so that he can get Not the money to support his family. How much is it? It's like five, five million. million. And even, Holy fuck! You'd kill someone for that. Even I, I think that's so cool because it's also like this other idea of like uh, Tom Hardy's character is mad at his brother for taking care of himself. Yeah. And he's trying to he's using the money to take care of other people, and his brother's using the money to take care of himself again. Yeah, it's yeah. like you're seeing like the same thing play out again. Love it. But don't they understand that they're brothers and let one of them win and then just give each other like a million bucks and call it a day? No. That's not that's not how conservative movies work. <laughs> yeah, you fight for every yeah, dollar. He, every dollar is it's earned by blood, million. sweat, and so tears. You could literally give him... You could even just give him $500,000 and that would be okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, you could probably give him two hundred grand and that would change his life. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it would change all our lives. Even if you could buy yourself out of the mortgage so you can sell the house would change yeah. your life. 
So then, okay, so what we also miss is, like, remember when we saw, like, the army base footage and the guy, like, digging through tapes and shit? Yeah, yeah, we uh, saw they did a thing on um, the news. Yeah, so then that guy basically, so, so we think early on when we see that, that he's trying to, like, um, implicate him for, like, being a deserter and committing, like, crimes of treason. Mm-hmm. But in reality, Tom Hardy's character is, like this war hero but he had like mad survivor's guilt so he like ran away so the guy goes on the news and he's like this guy's actually a hero like don't arrest him and that builds him up in this tournament as being like a sympathetic face or like a sympathetic Uh. hero so now there's like two of these guys that we should care about and root for but they're in the same tournament and they're brothers and we're like oh like well like fuck like this is a smarter movie than then I think it, I, this is a smarter movie than it was advertised to be, and a smarter movie than than I feel like a lot of people who saw it were expecting. Right. This is a conservative wet dream. <laughs> I don't think conservative wet dream. I do think it, again. I do think it's politics. It's definitely are conservative. made for uh, a certain type of person. conservative. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh no! What does that say about me? Oh, I don't God. think it says anything. <laughs> I, I, I just want them to get to the fight. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, now they're going to... It gets into the part where you may hate it, Vite, because it's just like... Like non-stop fights? It's just like oh, fight, my fight, dad fight. would <laughs> love this movie. <laughs> this does feel a lot like a dad this movie. This is the most dad movie ever. Totally. My dad, I don't know why he likes sports, because he's like... He works out and stuff, and he's, but he's not like an athletic guy. And it seems like sports would go against because he's very sensitive and he loves like show tunes and stuff. <laughs> but he loves football and he loves like boxing. That's like that's like me too. I mean, I grew up I mean, playing sports a lot, but like I don't do a ton of crazy athletic stuff anymore. But like I love sports. <laughs> I am one of those fucking comedians that is like, oh yeah, basketball. Oh yeah, well basketball like, I get after the Raptors thing. Like oh, it was so, so entertaining. Sick. Yeah, and basketball is very easy to understand. You put ball and hoop, done, <laughs> and you can see like the cool moves that they do. Right, but something like this, it all looks the same to me. Like you need to know the fighting world to understand what a good thing they're doing. Right. Same thing with like a football or I don't know golf. I mean, I don't know. I My dad reason... loves golf. Oh really? Oh, yeah. I, do, I don't. Old like men golf. love golf. He, yeah, I think he's like I don't golf know why. Well. I don't know what watching golf will bring you. So my dad likes it because he says he loves golf. Like he always stares at the golf course. He's like, look how beautiful this is. Like he's like he doesn't play grass. it. No, he doesn't. <laughs> no, no, he watches it, and he lives next to a golf course right now. They just moved to a condo that's next door to a golf course. And he just stares. He at just it? looks well, at the grass. No, I said, Dad, you love golf. Why don't you like? You can probably spend like thirty bucks and go for like an evening or something. Yeah, like get in there. And he's like, No, oh, no, I would never play. Oh. And it's like, but. What? <laughs> you should just surprise him one one day with just some he'll, random golf. It'll day. be a waste of money. <laughs> he'll he'll be like he'll just be like touching the grass the entire time. Yeah, just like just like rolling around. Yeah, Someone's yeah. like yelling like, "Hey, get up!" <laughs> Very funny. Wow, that guy's the principal is even watching. Oh no! This guy's a real that guy too. That guy's in every movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I bet he's richer than everybody in this movie. <laughs> Like those that guy guys got to be like very rich, right? Yeah, 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 especially if they started in like the seventies because they were that guys all through the eighties. Right, they were were that young guy and And then like that middle aged guy and now that old guy. Residuals on all those things too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, my hope for them is that they have two houses. I mean, uh, there's a lot of 
in UFC. Look at his abs, my God. As you can see now, they're kind of eroding them. But for a while, there was a lot of safety regulations about like most fighters don't do more than like twenty live fights. Of course not. No, yeah, and then like, and that's like for safety. Like, yeah, they can't not, handle it. And then, um, and now it's kind of getting eroded as they're trying to build stars and fighters do like forty fights, and like Ooh. that's insane. Did, what happened with Ronda Rousey? Wasn't she like supposed to do like? She that's was basically like, like her losing is like a sign of them eroding those rules so she can be a star in, in all this. Right. right. But Ronda Rousey went to the WWE to be like a fake wrestler. Yeah. So she was like, she had a run where she was like the champion and like the most uh, badass chick on earth. And then she became the champion. And then at WrestleMania, she and lost. Then she was in the Entourage movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's really funny in the Entourage movie, she actually. She was Turtles' love interest. Yeah. Yeah. There's that scene in the Entourage where it's like that cage fighting scene where she like absolutely destroys Turtle. It's like so funny to watch. Um, but yeah, uh, so so I think with sorry, with UFC, I, I I mean I would say now like yeah yeah it's dangerous, but I think everyone's kind of aware of what they're signing up for with right. it. Right. I think with uh, the NFL is one where I'm just like, yo, oh. motherfuckers out there, dying. There's like yeah. big like I mean also also like I'm, I'm no fucking. Yeah, yeah, right. And I'm also no fucking doctor. Mm. So, like, for all I know, it's like, yeah, there's safety regulations. Like, I could be, it could be like, yeah, they put like. It seems like Joel Egerton sucks. Well, look he, at this guy's bro. He, he does. Like, he he just like outlasts all these guys basically. Because he's like old and he's not hyper athletic yeah. anymore. Oh, he's old. But, but he's like that, savvy. That, that's the other one is that you, every so often be a UFC thing where an old guy gets in the ring and just is. Immediately smoked, right? Like the age is yeah. so there. Like, I'm sure he'd kick my ass, but it's like, right? Yeah, that's like. Ew. I mean, he'd kick all of our asses. Yeah. that's like if like Shaq was like, I'm gonna play a pickup game against you yeah. guys. Like yeah, he's yeah, gonna he, win. He's still gonna win. Like, I mean, yeah. I'm gonna keep fouling him and putting him on the line. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You will <laughs> hack a Shaq. <laughs> that joke was for just you. Yeah, oh, that's great though. I love, I love the idea of Shaq playing pickup and everyone's like, okay, and they just keep yeah, him. <laughs> in three on three. Like, yeah. just, and they're like, God damn it. <laughs> watching him throw air balls. Oh, that'd <laughs> be so great. Yo, um, check out this phone, though. Oh, man. What year was this made? 2011. Can I, guess, can I say 12? It, really? 2011. I remember I was trying to find it. Yeah, it's two, you're close. I say 2012, but it was... It, a, Oh, 2011. Because I was thinking the beginning of this was the beginning of Tom Hardy's like this was before Bane. Yes, right. But everyone said that people were snubbed that they should have been nominated, and I think these they were guys for like Golden Globes. Oh yeah, and here's Cobra. Oh no, I, I think I think the acting's very good. I know why they weren't. Me too. It's not flashy. No, but the and acting like, is very good. Honestly, like there is a certain type of person that really likes this movie. I imagine somebody who really likes sports. And probably a lot of people voting for the Academy Awards don't really like sports. Mm-hmm. I can yeah. say. I I feel like it's hard. But uh, because, no, uh, what was that movie that um, the fighter? The fighter was nominated for a bunch. I wouldn't call the fighter a sports movie. Interesting. It is. It obviously it is. is. But that there's way more dynamic with relationships in that than in this. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. I I give you that. I that this this is a little bit like the fighter too. Yeah. In a lot of ways. It's more sporty, I think, for sure. Also, you got, like, Christian Bale being, like, a meth head, skinny, like, really character-y actor, Mm. where everything here is very subtle. Yeah. And and Academy voters, like, need to be, like, blown away. That's that's why I'm impressed. I'm just impressed with how subtle everyone is. This is better 
This is better. Yes. It's better performance. <laughs> like, even, like even though like we're half watching, I feel like I got a lot from this movie. Yeah. And then th- this is more what I thought the movie was going to be is this back half here. Right. No, I appreciate that they saved this for the end. Yeah. Because you have to like do like the long drawn out like talky yeah. scenes before you get into like action action action. Well, what so what I was surprised there wasn't a like fight like this at the beginning of the movie, kind of the way in the core movies is like a murder at the beginning, right? To kind of be like, don't worry, it's coming. Is I'm surprised that isn't in this movie. Well, there's, yeah. like, there, there's a very quick, there's yeah, like the quick there's thing, like, and then there's the, the, the underground yeah, one. Yeah. They're both extremely quick, and again, like I mentioned, like shot very very well, very well, but very like. Purposely unflashing, mm-hmm, like, right? mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like you're not going to enjoy it. Oh yeah, now you got like the army guys like singing the national anthem. It's just yeah, U- ultimate right wing power. I mean, do you think America? People who vote. Um, if you think people who why can't I say what I want to say? People who vote Democratic in the states. Are, do you think they would be in the army? I think there might be some army men. Yeah. Yeah. I think the idea of like serving your country isn't necessarily one that is right or left leaning. It just kind of uh, yeah. depends. Like the, I, I, it depends. I think it depends. I think it's like the level of involvement of the army. Right leaning. Right. Like the idea of like serving a military is a right. Idea. Yeah, it's a patriotism that as a left person I don't understand, but I don't understand patriotism to be honest. Like I understand it as a concept. I mean like I don't intellectually like I don't emotionally get it. Oh yeah, so this is the guy that he knocked out in the first scene. Oh yeah. Um who is like a really highly touted and respected fighter who has also like blown through the tournament as well, so they're like matching up again. And then I think Brennan fights Koba. And these are the fights that get them to the final. Do you see that, like, it was all over Twitter where, like, like, the new world's fastest MMA knockout? What was it? A guy just, like, basically need a guy. Like, it starts, they run at each run at each other, he knees him in the head, and he goes down instantly. Jeez. Oh. Like, it was one of those ones where you go down, like, he's, like, crumpled and, like, stiff. Like, he clearly got, like, brain damage or something mm. in it. But like just the next day, the guy went down, just tweets, "Well, that sucked." Like it was like a, yeah, it was like a three second fight or something. Who directed this? Someone good. Yeah. Someone Let's who I out. wouldn't be able to have a conversation with because I don't get along with any of the themes. But <laughs> I you might. Watch be um, a woman. The director it also wrote it. Uh, uh, I think that is. that's possible. I feel like also this is probably a very cheap movie. His wife being there. Well, yeah, it should be because I bet you they got funding from the military and MMA. No, no, no. Actually, there are some movies that get that are secretly funded by the military. Most, if you see a tank, you reasonably believe it's funded by the military. Interesting. Because uh, the the no one has tanks to rent; it only the military does, and they'll read the script first and decide whether or not you can borrow the tank. So, what's yeah. interesting is the movie Jarhead. You'd never see a tank in it because the military wouldn't give them a tank. Uh, so it's directed by this then, guy, Gavin O'Connor, who also did, oh, fuck, a bunch of Ben affleck e movies, like The Accountant. Oh. Um, that makes so much yeah, sense. Yeah, makes a lot of he sense. He also directed the hockey movie Miracle about oh, the, that makes sense. the U.S. hockey team. 
Um, wait, what were we just talking about? Oh, the military thing? So then that means that the military gave money to Life is Beautiful because that's the ending of Life is Beautiful. Have you seen Life is Beautiful? I love Life is Beautiful. Oh, okay, because I was going to be like, if we haven't seen that, we have to do that. Uh, sorry, for American productions where they would see a tank. So it's possible that they... I think Life yeah. is Beautiful was a European one, so mm. it's a different situation. And also this uh, director worked on some episodes of The Americans as well. Oh, I love The Americans. Yeah, it's pretty, that's a... Really Season two is a slog, but once you get past oh, that, yeah, it fucking yeah. rules. Yeah, it's a great show. <laughs> Another fun fact about this movie, uh, mm. as I fill the time, <laughs> is um, Nick Nolte's character it was, was written specifically for him by the director and this, the other oh, screenwriters. Yeah, because uh, Nick Nolte is, uh, were at one point was their neighbor in Malibu. Really? Yeah. So they're like, oh, we should write Nick into a movie. <laughs> All right. Let's get serious. Okay. How long is this movie? <laughs> <laughs> oh, another half an hour? <laughs> Twenty minutes. <laughs> What's left? That better be a fifteen-minute uh, credit scene. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, his cuts really illuminate how his face looks. She looks exactly like Amy Adams in the fighter. Actually, the way they. I'm played. loving how much clothes she's wearing. Like she figured out. Like <laughs> she, she figured saw it she, her, the whole her, movie. <laughs> her plot. Her plot has like uh, finally come to an end. Although we didn't see the bottom half. Probably when she stands up, she's still in her yeah, underwear. Still in like, underwear. Like, oh my god. It. Yeah. Here we go. The finals. It's about to happen. The cameras. It's gonna be like thirty minutes long. The lights. It's going to be maybe 30 minutes long. Does it end with them, the end of the fight, or they have other stuff after it? I think it ends with the end of the fight. I don't remember. I promise I like this movie. <laughs> no, it's, it's good. Like, you're not wrong. Like, Fucking hell. Sorry, what? what would you do like- if they, they start the fight and the two brothers just start making out? Well, first of all, that's incest. So the the last like, 20 minutes of this movie is them getting real sensual on the mat and everyone booing. A really you know what's interesting? intense ground and I love Tom Hardy's face. No one's saying no to his face. But I am liking Joel Egerton's body. Oh, yeah. So you just want to like move one to the other? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I just think that Tom, Tom Hardy's, Hardy's body is scarier looking right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, it's just scarier. And like <laughs> his traps are obscene. They're obscene. They're like, like unhealthy. Yeah, they're like they're. He has two sets of shoulders right now. <laughs> I mean, Tom Hardy is going to kill Joel Egerton. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's just relentless punching. He's going to no, kill him. No technique, just like pure brute strength. This is um very Shakespearean. This is like what happened at the end of Julius Caesar. Mm. Tom Hardy. I could see why you cast him as a villain. He got a crazy looking face yeah. when he yeah, fights. Right. And also the energy right now, he's just like so like he's, ra- he's, he's really rabid. good, yeah. yeah. Actually they should he should have been nominated for this alone. Yeah. Somebody got nominated for uh best supporting. Why actor. should it be the, the, the wife? <laughs> like, yeah. No, I bet you Nick Nolte did. Oh actually yeah, it makes more sense. Um let's see. I'm on the wiki. I just love the wiki, idea of, of that being like she has this story arc of her not sure how to dress herself, and then eventually he goes out in public. <laughs> but they're not really fighting. Like there must be like stunt yeah, it doubles. was Nick Nolte. He, I, think, I, think th- I think they probably filmed a lot of them fighting, but like safely and shit. Mm. They were also nominated for um, MTV Movie Awards Best Fight in 2012. Oh my god, that's such an honor. MTV Movie Awards, the golden popcorn. Yeah. The only MTV Movie Awards I remember, I don't think I've seen one since, 
was when Rachel McAdams and Ryan Gosling won for Best Kiss, and then they reenacted their kiss, and oh. it was too much. Have oh. you seen The Notebook? Yes. Oh, damn. Damn it. Love an excuse to watch that again. <laughs> Tom Hardy. I'm on Tom Hardy's side. I want him to win because he's going to go to jail. Yeah, get him in the fucking eye. So he broke his arm right there. He broke Tom Hardy's arm? Yeah. Whoa! I'm in it. Wow. So right now he's like, I'm sorry! And Tom Hardy is just like pure rage right now. And his shoulders are disgusting. He's like, I can't believe this guy did this, this stranger, this man who's not my brother, like this enemy did this to me. Are they gonna reset his bone? I think they try to. This? this is the song. <laughs> What's the song? Uh, it's a song by the National. I forget what it's called. Uh, uh, they just wrote this scene on. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, these guys suck. <laughs> yes. Stop thinking about. They refer three... to themselves as the squad. Yeah. Think about three white dudes in a room listening to the song over and over again, writing this scene. <laughs> the National's so fucking boring. I don't even think it's the best song for the scene, to be honest. No, yeah, no, no absolutely not. <laughs> the scene is considerably better than the song. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, the I National. feel like crowd noise would have done more work, honestly. Yeah, yeah. just like kind of like the like really reverby like crowd noise and like the slow motion. Like that. Yeah. And that is the end of the whitest movie ever. <laughs> That's no, pretty that white. No, that wasn't the whitest movie ever. <laughs> no, it's definitely not the whitest. It's pretty it was pretty white. A, I think it's in contender for the most... Um, Man movie ever. Oh, yeah. The yeah, movie manly ever. man, manly man movie. They're such men. They <laughs> fought each other and they felt emotion. <laughs> I guess that is true. I'm like, how do you write a man movie? Well, you've got to fight and then you feel an emotion. Do you resolve any of it? Not even slowly. Yeah. Remember at the beginning of the movie, I was like, oh, the end is like when they get together and that's like the the best way for them to show their emotion. And you literally, were fully right. and it literally ends with uh, a chokehold where it's like, I love you. You! <laughs> and, they both cry, and everybody cries. They love each other. What are you gonna do? They're very good. They're very good at love. Thank you, you thank you, Gavin O'Connor, for showing us that men have feelings. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed that movie. I could go without it. <laughs> I know. Fair, fair. I figured that kind of going in. Um, thanks for being on the yeah, show. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Um, yeah. anything to plug? Mm-hmm. Um. Not really. I guess I just talk about this show again. Ming's Dynasty. Yeah, Ming's Dynasty. Oh. It's a show inspired by my real life. And it's about these two shitty Toronto rappers that have to go back to Coldell, Alberta and run a Chinese restaurant after uh, one of their fathers gets sick. And it's fun. Did you run a Chinese restaurant? So, yeah, it's it's based on like my re- uh, real life family Chinese restaurant in Coldell, Alberta. And um, I have s- yeah. so many questions to ask you about Chinese restaurants now. Go for it. I mean, I I, I, I ask about Chinese cooking. Do you cook? A little bit. You should come over. (laughs) Okay. All right. (laughs) We'll watch a better movie, I promise. (laughs) Fast Uh, and Furious Tokyo Drift. Yeah, Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. Oh, that's cool. Did did, did you have to go back and run? I I never asked you about this. 
uh, did you do you have to go back and help run the train restaurant at some point? No, like I worked there like throughout like my childhood and yeah. then uh, a bit of my teens before I like convinced my dad to let me get uh, another job, which transitioned to Dairy Queen. Uh, and <laughs> what then, is uh, the point? <laughs> uh, and then Freedom, and then the YMCA, and then yeah, and then those became like my jobs. Um, and then I, I moved away from uh, Lethbridge when I was seventeen and. Yeah, and like, and then I came to Toronto when I was like twenty, mm. um, and then like shooting the show was the first time I had gone back to Alberta since I moved to. Oh, Toronto. you shot really? it in Alberta. Yeah, so it was like a homecoming for me in a way that like I got to bring something that was like deeply personal, like a story of mine um, back home, and I got to like engage like some of my friends and um, the people who work in production there, and like bring some money back, and it was like bringing like my own story, my own project. It like felt really awesome and my parents like in a way were like hey i think I, we kind of understand what you do now and it was like really satisfying oh yeah. that's yeah. nice oh man i had to do that but for etobicoke and Alex, <laughs> you're fine your parents love you there's no, a, they hate me there's a scene um, that i wrote in to ming's where my dad is high on mushrooms and he yeah. says I-, I love you and um in a way like art imitates life and my dad was driving me to uh the Lethbridge airport on my last day uh home and he was like I'm like really happy that you came back home and I'm I'm really happy to see you and that you've uh <laughs> grown up and I was like uh I was really like taken aback by it because like my dad had never like shown that sort of emotion to me at, oh. at all and um it was it was crazy like I, I, I couldn't believe that I like wrote this scene without really experiencing it. And then I did experience that feeling and I was like, this is amazing. And, (laughs) and and yeah, and and the show, that's the, that's the show. It's just like, it's dumb comedy and this, these far fetched characters, but at the core of it, it's, it's about family similar to, uh, warrior. I'll tie it all together. I was going to say Um, some similar themes where, yeah, it's like, it's about earning the trust of your family again and showing that even though you've been away that you care, it also has the best land acknowledgement joke I've ever seen. Oh my god! Was, Holy let's, shit! Let's save that for the viewers. Oh, oh, man. Who's um, who plays your dad? Uh, my dad is played by this uh, Calgary-based actor called Christopher Yee, Christopher and Yee. he uh, was so much fun to work with. He's a bit of a wild card in a way that, like, he uh, is a very Tommy Wiseau-esque. Guy. Oh no! You got he, yourself a real method actor. Yeah, yeah. He's like he's taken like a lot of like um, underground. Calgary acting classes and he like is very late to acting um so he oh, no. he was like so wild to work with like sometimes he would do these like amazing emotional takes um where I was like how did we get this out of this guy and then other times we would like be trying him trying to like get him to do like a joke and we'd have to like break it down like word by word <laughs> and, and like and be like okay say it now because he had like a hard time grasping comedic timing. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, I understand. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. As someone who like, directs con God. shows, I know exactly what that is. <laughs> yeah. So remember trying to thinking like, okay, we'll just run through a bunch of blackouts that'll like eat up like five minutes and then being like, oh, I have to like literally go, now you talk, now you talk, now you talk in order to make that yeah. joke be a joke. That's wonderful. That sounds wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, and you can watch all six episodes for free on CBC Gem. CBC on, Gem online or on the app. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, Tom Diggity, thanks. Thank you for Anthony, coming. Anthony, yay. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for bringing Tom Hardy's lips into our lives. Yeah, thank you for giving t- a wet kiss from Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize that he had nice lips until now. Yeah, <laughs> really does. You guys should notice it most of all. They're very vaginal looking. <laughs> Good night. Night. Night.